3: Live from the University of Utah. This time it will be about defending my own record. We're going to lay out the contrast tonight, and it's on.
4: This is Dave and Duchanovic. Special coverage of Utah's vice presidential debate on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM at
3: 1160 AM. Dave and I, broadcasting live at the University of Utah. We are. Literally walking distance from Kingsbury Hall, where tonight's big debate will happen at 7 o'clock. And we have full wall to wall coverage on KSL News Radio. We even have an after party, uh, socially distanced, of course. Doug Wright and Jeff Kaplan with their analysis of how tonight's debate goes between Vice President Mike Pence and Senator Kamala Harris. And Dave, I just got word uh, from our producer, Andrew Hull, who's monitoring all the latest developments as we're on the air here. State Representative Angela Romero. And also, Sully County Council candidate, uh, Deborah, Deborah, uh, Gantrell. I should be able to pronounce her first name, at least. Deborah. Gentrell spells it just like I do. She's a veteran and a teacher. They will both be guests, local guests, uh, for Senator Harris at tonight's debate. Uh, we don't know yet who will be the two local guests chosen by, by uh, Vice President Mike Pence. We're keeping an eye on that. But talk about an exclusive ticket.
4: It's not easy to get this ticket. In fact, when the University of Utah was trying to figure out how we're going to fill this up, because we can't fit a lot of people in there. Right. Because of COVID, because of concerns, uh, they had to whittle it down a little and then a lot and then almost completely.
3: If you've ever been in Kingsbury Hall in terms of uh, theaters, I'd call it cozy. Uh, perhaps put yourself in a, in a high school theater, a newer high school. Theater. It's beautiful inside that yeah, hall, but definitely not large. Not vivid Smart Home Arena by any stretch of the imagination. So they are, of course, being very careful in light of the pandemic with how many people come inside the hall tonight. And students at the U of U all got to throw their names in a hat for an opportunity, opportunity of a lifetime, especially if you're into politics as a student, for attending the VP debate in person. It starts with like 4,000 names in a hat, then to 300, and then the final 60 students were narrowed down and selected uh, during a raffle. They're going to be able... 60 students will be able to witness the debate in person. Lee Lonsberry is going to have an interview with two of those golden ticket holders today during his show, which, of course, starts at 1230 right here on KSL News Radio.
4: The question I have is how noisy can 60 college students get? Because I'm telling you, it's going to be hard not to get a little
3: rowdy. But look, I always feel like... Th- College students are some of the most creative people on the face of the planet. So we got to talk to Amitai Flores. She's a law student at the University of Utah. She's on the line with us live right now. Good morning, Amitai. Hi, good morning. So I love how you managed to find your way into tonight's debate. Give us the backstory.
5: <laughs> yeah. Um, so at the beginning of the semester, the school sent out an email um, asking for student volunteers. Um, and I, you know, also through my hat in that ring, not everybody was, um, selected, um, and I made it through the first round and then I had to go through a background check and was, um, ultimately selected to help out, um, with the preparations for the VP debate. Um, when they told me what my position was going to be, I was like, oh, okay. Like I was still excited to be helping out and knew that I was not going to be able to, I was not going to be working in actual Kingsbury hall during the debate. Um, And then um, after they did the student raffle, I received a phone call later on that night um, from the VP committee asking if I could actually help out and work um, during the event. So that was a complete shock and surprise and very excited that I'll be able to um, work and be in Kingsbury Hall during the debate
4: any idea where you're going to be? Because I remember when I went to the Super Bowl, I was so excited, and then they stuck me in a hall, and I barely could watch the game. So, uh, <laughs> Do you have any idea, are you going to be stuck behind a wall?
5: Um, I, I will help everyone get in, everyone who has a chicken, I'll assist them to their seats, and fortunately we will also be able to watch the debate um, once everyone is seated. So I will be in there as well. Yes.
3: Amitai Flores is a law student at the University of Utah. You just heard her talk about how she managed to get into the debate without winning one of those golden tickets. You know, I really look at students at the University of Utah and all of our college students uh, across the country. Amitai is the future. You're our future. So um, with that on your shoulders, uh, what is your what are your hopes for your the future and and what do you hope you hear tonight from both candidates
5: um i'm hoping tonight um goes better than the presidential debate i hope the candidates are able to make their points express where their viewpoints and where they stand and i hope we we listen to that as you know voters and and do our research and and hold them to to task like make sure that who we vote for um, follows through and does exactly what they, they say that they're gonna do and, and be proactive if they're not, express their concerns if they don't. Um, I'm hoping, um, for a more compassionate legislation when it comes to immigration. I'm, I'm looking to, and listening for the, um, the vice presidential candidates to discuss their views on higher education and making it more affordable and accessible for everyone i'm listening to their views on immigration and and reproductive rights for women so those are the things that i'm personally looking out for and listening for tonight
4: Amitai, final question for me, but uh, I've questioned how many people are really undecided still. Are you part of that movable middle? Would this move you one way or the other, this debate?
5: Um, To be perfectly honest, uh, no. I think for me, my decision... Um, is made, but I've also been doing a lot of research, and I've also been keeping an eye on and listening to the news um, on what our current administration is doing. Um, and I've also been researching what um, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris have done in the past um, in their various capacities within the U.S. government. Um, so uh, hopefully, this will sway some people. But um, for me, my my mind is is pretty sad. Well,
3: Amitai Flores, you know what? I'm going to ask you right here live on the air. Will you promise to call the show again tomorrow and uh, give us your your takes on how both candidates did? Absolutely. I would love to. It's been great to talk to you. We're so glad you were able to find your way in to Kingsbury Hall. Uh, it, she went through a background check. I mean, first it was, you know, she was going to volunteer, not sure she was going to be inside the, the theater. And now all of a sudden she's going to be there tonight, Dave.
4: Well, and Debbie, she gave us a little bit of an insight. Obviously, very intelligent, uh, well read. She knows the topics. But this is my worry there is no movable middle. We talk about it. We talk about the undecideds. We talk about the people that are going to be listening. Quite frankly, I don't buy it. I think people have made up their minds, and this is going to be more entertainment than really helping people decide where they're going to land.
3: The latest... uh number i heard is five to eight percent undecided i'm sure boyd matheson's going to be talking about that uh it during his show at 11 o'clock five to eight percent undecided i wonder if those uh who are tuning in who are in that five to eight percent are trying to figure out who to vote against which candidate they they like the least um because at this point these candidates are so far apart on so many different policies it's hard for me to to really wrap my head around the idea that this 5 to 8% who haven't decided are suddenly going to decide on a soundbite tonight
4: right and this isn't hey this is a chocolate and vanilla ice cream i like both of them this is ice cream and broccoli they're not even in the same room
1: a gun in the face That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom boom boom. And there was the police once again.
2: You can binge all of the episodes of Hope and Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Your voice, your vote. Utah's vice presidential debate. Special coverage
4: with David DuJanovic.
3: Oh, you're just about eight hours away from tonight's vice presidential debate. You can catch it all here at one two point seven FM, or you can say, "Hey Alexa, play KSL News Radio." I want for us for just a moment, Dave, to put ourselves in the shoes of uh, Susan Page. She's she's the moderator um, of tonight's vice presidential debate, and you get in this particular scenario, you get one question. What would you ask? both the candidates. We're asking our listeners to call in with that one question 801-575 talk. Dave, what's yours?
4: You're 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 going to love this. If I were the moderator, you know how they always like to throw the curveballs, like what do you think about so and so? Do you are they a good father? Are they they throw some kind of a curveball. I would say I'm going to let you directly ask your opponent one question. Any way you want to ask it? go ahead, this is your opportunity. (laughs) I think that would be amazing without the filter of a moderator. Uh, Joining us now, uh, Jennifer Greeley, a Weber State University student. Jennifer, thanks for joining us. Uh, What do you think? What would you want to ask uh, if you had the microphone?
0: Well, if I only had one question, I would probably ask as a vice president, how would the two of them seek to bridge the political divisiveness that we see in our country and the polarization that we've seen, especially over the last four years?
4: Because they all say that, right? Well, I'm going to unite. I'm going to bring people together. But what you're saying is, all right, no, that sounds great. How are you really going to do it? Is it possible, do you think?
0: I think that if we use the right rhetoric and we really ramp up our ability to do it, and I, there is an ability to do it, especially as the leaders in our country, if we use the right tone, and if they use the right tone, even in this debate, it would go a long way in seeing a new bipartisan um Error it come a, I,
4: It's one of those things, Debbie, and I. And I think it's funny because we almost make it sound like it's impossible, like that that could never happen. But we do it every day with our friends and our family members that have different political views. And sometimes we roll an eye, are but we still get along and we can still communicate. And. In the areas where we know we can communicate.
3: Jennifer Greenlee, uh, you're with Weber State University. You are a reporter for the newspaper there, if I'm not mistaken. I'm actually the editor in chief at the signpost. Editor in chief. Oh, oh. Let me ask you this. Um, I want to ask you this. And I asked this of of the University of Utah student we just spoke with. I really firmly believe college students uh, and, and, you know, all young adults, you're our future. Um, What is your biggest fear of the future going forward and your biggest hope? Well, there's so many fears.
0: Um, But if I'm picking the biggest fear of the future, for me, it would be that especially politically, that we move away from being able to work together um, and that there is no way to bridge the gap that we've created. Um, But my biggest hope is that we will do that and we'll be able to work together and create policies that benefit both points of view
3: without... Issue. Stand by right there, Jennifer. We met Jennifer just this morning. She's in the media uh, center with us. We're just a stone's throw from Kingsbury Hall. As we continue to broadcast live throughout the day, right here on KSL News Radio. Good morning, Jerry from West Valley City.
4: Good morning. How are you guys today? Oh, we're like having, having so
3: much fun. We're having so much fun, Jerry. So, what's the one question you would ask the candidates?
4: Well, first, I'm jealous that you guys are there. But uh, my question would honestly be kind of a straightforward question. Why do you personally want to be vice president or even president? Power. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: I love that. It's very basic, very yeah. straightforward. I wonder if it almost catch him off guard.
4: A uh, direct question <laughs> guaranteed would catch him off
3: guard. Chris from Centerville. Good morning, Chris. How are you?
5: Doing all right. How are you guys today?
3: Good. Are you going to be listening to the debate tonight with us on KSL News Radio?
5: Um, I'll at least try to, but um, I do have some other stuff going on.
3: Well, you can uh, always, you know, you can catch it almost anywhere these days. Uh, Chris, what's the yeah. one question, if you were a moderator, you would ask the candidates?
5: So, in the spirit of trying to kind of bridge that gap between the two sides, I would actually ask them what one thing is, or what's one thing in their opponent's history that they genuinely appreciate that their opponent has done
4: yeah and I, I i like that uh because debbie i think what it does is it stops demonizing the other candidate
3: excellent dave excellent point point.
4: and it's so easy to do we demonize anyone that thinks differently uh We've been watching so many debates over the, the last several weeks, and I came across the, the JFK-Richard Nixon debate. And one of the things that stood out to me was when John F. Kennedy said, You know what? I think Richard Nixon is a great leader of his party. I just have a different point of view. And it's up to the American people to decide which future you agree with and then vote accordingly. I was so shocked at this that it was just a a different approach. And I think there needs to be more of that. And it it doesn't make you weak. It actually empowers you. It makes you stronger to say, you know what? It's just a a policy difference. It's not a personal attack, but personal attacks are easy. And that's why we so easily fall back into them.
3: Jim, our friend from Tooelea. What's the one question Hi, you, you asked the candidates tonight? We're doing so well. We're so excited to be up here at the U. We hope you're doing well. What's the one candidate, if you were or question you asked the candidates if you were the moderator tonight, Jim?
4: So the, the question I would ask them is for uh, Vice President Pence, What? how are you going to handle the obvious flamboyance and, and outspoken nature of Donald Trump going forward that has created so much turmoil? And for... Uh, the Democratic vice president candidate, I would ask her, how is she going to handle the incompetence and inability of uh, an inability for um, Biden to to move forward as a president? Ooh, That's a lot of... uh, Spicy. Thanks, Jim. (laughs) Yeah, I was starting to think this was all kumbaya, that we're all just having this love fest. How can we get along? Uh, But Jim went... For the throat there. Uh, Two really tough questions, but uh, what it does is it also uh, shines a light on maybe some of the weaknesses of both the the candidates at the top of the ticket.
1: A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought I'm going to die today.
2: Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela.
1: They said, you need to